0: I would like to welcome Susie Austri to Runs podcast. Susie, now we've been running road trails for years. Uh, we chased each other at Lake Martin a while back. You finished and I didn't. So that year, um, it's it has been uh, you know many many years of knowing you through in the in the running community. Your Birmingham runners, uh, running community. You're, you you run, run in the Birmingham area. We really don't know each other beyond running and and uh, today you're here in the podcast. I would like to welcome you to Emrun's podcast.
1: Thank you Simon, I'm so excited.
0: So you're new to Emran's podcast. Um, before we uh, go further, uh, I would like you to give us your kind of running journey. How did you end up finishing line of Lake Martin, all this run you do, are you a lifetime runner? Uh, let's kind of start from there so our audience can hear about your running journey.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I started running um, consistently when my um, middle son was a year old, and I had a running stroller, and it was just an easy way to get some exercise. Um, Eventually, I entered my first race um, ever, and it was a 5K, and I won my age group, and it was so fun to me because I never really did sports growing up. Then I eventually did my first um, Mercedes marathon in 2012. And then that led to eventually, I worked pretty hard to get into Boston. I've run Boston. Um, I got into triathlon. I've done three Ironman, full Ironman races, um, which I loved. And Lake Martin 100 is my furthest ultra marathon. And I, I love running. I love triathlon i love being active so yeah that's about
0: it definitely uh looks like uh, mercedes marathon most of us local runners Uh, we start at mercedes you know my story is always like i start i didn't even know how far the marathon or half marathon was and i was thinking like it wasn't a kilometer wise but definitely mercedes marathon i kind of had a very similar journey a few years earlier than you but Kind of went through a very similar thing. You said you you, you didn't uh, grow up as a, being a sport. Were you in any, any other sports than running?
1: Not really. I mean, actually, I guess that's not 100% true. In sixth grade, at my small elementary school, I tied for the fastest mile run. So my PE coach put me in a single county meet, and I got next to last. <laughs> so <laughs> I have run that one race, and then I did swim team when I was like five and six and I was kind of terrible at it um, but other than that I didn't ever do sports and until that f- first 5k when my youngest son was just a baby I learned that I've loved um, competing and I, I love the atmosphere I love everything and I love all the things running and triathlon I'm not stuck with just one I love trail I love roads I love ultras. I love marathon. I love triathlon.
0: You know, other than triathlon, which I've done one, I do <laughs> all of oh. those you just described. I've done one triathlon, uh, just a short one, and then I was I was pretty much done with that. <laughs> <laughs> People always ask like, "Come on, you can do this." At least you don't have to do it overnight, you know. I was like, uh, "Maybe I'll think about it. Let me just get through a few more months. Maybe I need to sign up." But coming uh, to running, you know, it, you know, I had like a very similar story where. You know I have my second child's born and I uh, start running you know you know I, I ran so that I can live longer for them uh, so mm-hmm. so and you know the one of the thing we say in our family we, we we needed something to do in the weekends and there was the running you know yeah. uh, how many marathons have you done since 2012 uh, or are all the like in the bigger events uh triathlon? you know have you done many, many of them? How does that your schedule works
1: um I was looking at my medals downstairs. I think I've done around like 14 full marathons and then if you count the marathons in Ironman triathlons, you know, maybe like 17 or so. And then um a handful of ultras, I think like 150k three races that ended up being around 50 miles and then like Martin 100, so um, I I'll do like one to two long um, distance races a year typically, so not as many as you. Although um, I love I love to see all that you do. Um, I, it's so exciting and inspiring and fun to watch you.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do more than my share, but <laughs> my body wants. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but that's just me. That's recently. I was like my only Mercedes I have. I didn't do one year was. Two weeks later, I was running um Tokyo, and it's like i I don't want to even get injured, and that's the only year I didn't run Mercedes that set up really? but, yes, and now I think about it, two weeks is so much so long for me you know <laughs> because it's funny that uh, that I don't do things I do you know nowadays but but definitely um I guess it's great for you to just kind of recover and run and train and when when is your bulk of running comes from from for you like a fall or or spring and you know people. In our running community in Hobbes, we have like a different season everybody likes, you know. I'm all season runner, but I'm mostly, my training is in June, July, August. Like in the summer, I train and and fall and winter and spring I race. So how does that work for you?
1: I don't usually do stuff in the summer except for maybe some shorter ones, but I like a fall race. I like a, a winter or early spring for me, is the best. I like to be able to train during the school year when the kids are in school, and you know, get some races in.
0: Got you. Let's kind of talk about triathlon. Actually, I would like to hear your uh, training. Like in you know, a triathlon, is very busy. You know, you're busy being a busy person. Uh, you know, taking care of kids and stuff. How does that whole training work You know, for for busy moms or or you know, busy person. How does that training for you work? You know, for triathlon, you know, it's it involves three sports. Let's talk about that a little.
1: Yeah, so um, for a longer distance triathlon, it's a lot. It's a lot of work <laughs> for triathlon. I do get a lot done in the summer when my kids are out of school, and it's easier. I have a pool in my neighborhood. I, I could walk to it if I wanted, swim anytime. I would just kind of squeeze it in wherever I can. With triathlon, it's typically. 3 days a week are bike, 3 days a week are run. So for triathlon I'm not running every day. You kind of switch it up, which is really nice and just squeeze the swims in when you can. When my kids were my kids are older now, so it's much easier to just let them do whatever they're doing and leave to go for a quick run or swim or bike. But when they were little, um, you know, I would take them with me to the pool and have them entertain each other and um I used to have a jogging stroller that I used for years till they were like one child was like in kindergarten or first grade, and mm. the other one was three or four, and I was pushing them in a double stroller to um uh, run. I do have my bike on a trainer um so that I can ride it indoors, and I do that a whole lot, so I don't know it's a lot of juggling and just squeezing it in whenever you can find it,
0: yeah, definitely um that's one of the thing I started doing too, and you know over the years you know. I used to have a set schedule and set time, I, I must run, you know, this many miles and this mm-hmm. many days. It's like now, it's like, okay, just run. If there is a half an hour here. I know it's a, uh, some people don't think it's a fitness level and sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, we will switch to trail, trail running in a second, but mostly this, these are roads. Some of us don't have a, a trail in our backyard, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but but do have a road in front, so. So I just you know either walk or run or whatever. it's just riding bicycles sometimes, you know, I have to go places because I'm scared of riding in the open yes. street. So so Me too. I'm not brave enough. I had to go to Oak Mountain. Mostly my my bike ride comes out of Oak Mountain. I'm close to Oak Mountain here. Yeah. Some some of our I listener doesn't know what Oak Mountain is, it's 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 a it's a little heaven, you know, little mm-hmm. probably, on its own. There's so many things we can do.
1: I love to bike at Oak Mountain. I'm just like you. I'm very afraid of the roads. I have a really big neighborhood, and I will bike some in here, but it's super, super hilly. Mm. So for long bike rides, I'll either do Oak Mountain or this past year, I uh, I knew it was there, but I finally tried out Chief LaDega Trail, which I love. It's just beautiful and amazing um, so I'll do either one of those or my neighborhood but I'm like you I'm I'm very scared of the real roads as I would call it
0: <laughs> I know yeah I, I love the, the Dega Trail I have done bits and pieces uh, or entry into all the way to Atlanta but but I recently I haven't done that trail as well. So I would love to go back. Maybe I always say that I'll go back and I never do. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's it's a, it's a quite a drive, you know, for us. You know, yeah. and the, you know, you don't want to be by yourself. You know, a lot of times those are lonely trails and you know, stuff like they that.
1: They are, yeah.
0: The triathlon I always find it a lot harder to train for me because of all the things I have to do. I'm like you. Once my kids, I don't have to you know drop them, pick them, do things. You know, I have one child at home now. I may be able to go to do some triathlon. Maybe that's my next thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let me know.
1: I wanna I wanna see you there. The yeah. um Buster Britain triathlon at Oak Mountain is um like a favorite of mine and it's close by and the distance is very two distances and they're very doable. So if you decide to do it, uh, tell me I wanna see you there.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll let you know. like I said, I did one uh one of those magic events uh, up in uh, mm-hmm. Lake Gunnersville. Yeah. And the funny part is, uh, uh, you know, there was a guy walking and my wife was taking a video of me swimming and this guy running and passes me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, people just, you know, intensely, unintensely, people are just grabbing your legs and, and I, that was just uncomfortable for me, but I shouldn't be one and done, uh, that's not me, but but um, but um, that's one event, like, it's been, what, 10 years now? and I haven't done any any of those. I always I will go and do it, but you know, there's a lot of triathlon comes in the summertime, so so I'll, I'll, I really need to look at that. So so definitely.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to be good at the stuff. I am not, you know, I'm I'm okay, okayish runner, but I'm not good at swimming. Or I'll say it this way: my swim and bike have room to improve. Mm. So <laughs> um, you don't have to be like an Olympian. Um, it takes. All kinds of people just like running um, all different levels can come and have fun
0: yeah definitely that's a, that really brings a great point uh, that you're you're talking about uh, you know I did only one and I kind of got intimidated you know thinking of thinking back maybe I shouldn't have because people get intimidated by us you know being in trail being in the road, we're like mm-hmm. we're really like you know we're different you know that that group of athletes also different you know they train differently you know because Mm -hmm. all the things they have to do or you have to do in this case for you yeah i think i need to look into this i mean i have bicycle i mean i I bought a bicycle 2000 yeah (laughs) it's not fancy but it's enough to get me through most of you know local you know sprint triathlon so so definitely i will i'll look into it
1: yeah i'd love to see you there it doesn't i i've tried to be pretty basic and low-key i have a inexpensive bike that i've had for a long time and it serves me well so yeah yeah come on you can do it
0: <laughs> and i've been talking about this for several years if you see me because of this conversation we just had so i, I need yeah to, <laughs> so. yeah because i'm always uh one of the things i'm always looking at here is um i just talk about like i'm my child will be 16 I'll be running 16 years kind of that's where that's kind of you and I we kind of talking very similar thing you know yeah. it's 16 years of running a lot of time people fall within two three years but I'm trying to find a longevity and the one of the way I'm doing finding longevity is doing different things you know I mm-hmm. ran raced, and then went to trail now a lot of pacing you know and now I do a lot of run walk Galloway methods and you know, I'm trying to say what is next for me, you know, so I can survive next fifteen. So that's kinda where, you know, we'll always wanna do see. Let's talk about um, trail running. How did you end up in trail? You mean you start as a road runner, triathlete, trail running. How did you transition into trail running?
1: I was just looking for a new challenge. I'd kinda done what I wanted to do with Marathon and I love the um at the time <laughs> i loved the long um, training days the long run days and i was like well what kind of thing can get me a lot of these long runs and i was like oh i'll do a um, ultra marathon and i started googling it and i read like if you're gonna do an ultra marathon you might as well just start with the 50 miler. forget the 50k <sighs> so i said hey I'll do a 50 miler. I don't think I ever ran any trails before race day <laughs> <laughs> and I did the Mississippi 50. I wanted to quit. I would have quit, but there was no good spot to quit <laughs> I was because I was in the woods and I made it to the end and it was very exhilarating. The same year that I did that, I met one of my best um, friends and running buddies christy um and she loves the trails so she's really got me into um training on trails a whole lot she's like and we have a small running friend group there's four of us and christy is our trail guide and she encourages us to get out there and she shows us where to go because the rest of us have no clue and we would be lost in the woods all day
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have those friends who i run with too. there's like a, they just come along and it's like a if you tell them we run twenty miles, they will be with you twenty miles. But I have no idea. Yes. If I remember correctly, I think I met you through Christie. I think you were.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you were on her birthday. She was running. That's you know,
1: right. She, yeah. Yes, she was doing the the twelve hour run for kids yes. on her fortieth birthday, okay. and I was there. This I was going to run it with her, and I had an injury, so I was mm. just there, encouraging and cheering her on.
0: And cheering the rest of the people for twelve hours, and that including me. So, yes, yes. We we may have met in a, some road events, but that I think that's when I really start following. And it's, it's been a while, but but definitely um, that's what they say. You know, you always need, a, especially for trail, um, you always need a we call I call a pushers or you know those people who can push you yes. to trail. You know those people who who are guide you through the trails. You know I was. I was like you. Um, I mean, I was I came from road and I was really scared. I recently talked about that also in my podcast, which I have not released. Uh, I don't know which one is gonna come first. I think yours will come first, but that's where I used. To, I talked about in Oak Mountain. I was scared getting into a Red Trail. Just think about that, Red Trail yeah. and Oak Mountain. This is just a bike trail, you know, <laughs> easy uh-huh. trail to navigate. You know, I was like, I went in one mile inside to trail and I came back. Now I can go. Oh. <laughs> I came back like oh, I don't I don't wanna get lost. But now I can just do, you know, without any map or anything I can, you know, ins and outs of Oak Mountain. Even that, some new trails. I haven't looked at those but but there are, you know, most of the trails I can do ins and outs. But let's kinda of talk about your hundred mile training. So how does that look like?
1: I did Lake Martin in twenty twenty one, Lake Martin one hundred. And I um I run a variety of trails and to be honest with you, I couldn't really tell you which trails we even run at Oak Mountain because I rely so much on Christy. Mm. She's just like, this is what we're doing today, and I just follow along. <sighs> um, we've done a ton of trails out there. I mean, we have done what you're saying, the bike trails. So we did Oak Mountain, um, Red Mountain. There are some trails in Trustville where we live, mm. and it's a shorter path, but it's close by, so we do that some. But what I did... I um I had Lisa Booer coaching me for Lake Martin, and she's fabulous, uh, just amazing. And she had me doing <clears throat> like back to back longish runs, so like a long run on trails one day, and then a kind of medium long run on a day either before or after that, and then just some shorter runs on the other days of the week.
0: Got gotcha. you. How many? Miles did you train like your longest mile for you? I mean, lately, I don't train for anything, I just it's a different type of training I do. But those of uh runners that are listening and want to train for like a Lake Martin's coming, so what is your longest mile look like for you?
1: Um, the longest uh, run that that I did previously for Lake Martin, and I'm kind of following a similar plan right now on my own, was a um, 24 mile was the longest run day, and I think I built up to around 60 miles in a week, which was probably the most I've ever done. Um, The longest day, actually, was the, um, previously, um, when I did Lake Martin, was the preview run that you were leading. (laughs) Gotcha,
0: yeah. (laughs) So that was
1: like the whole course, so what, close to 25?
0: It is 25, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah,
1: and you were great. And I was like, I, I realized during some point during that day I was like I have to stay right by someone because if I lose him I have no idea where this is going (laughs) and I don't think the other people do either
0: yeah too bad that I will not be able to go there but that course I run close to 40 40 laps now so
1: wow
0: yeah because the years I, I calculate like all the years and the races and time and preview runs you know all this thing that's why That course is it's like it's engraved in my mind. It's like I can go left, right. When I sense I actually sense the course going wrong. So
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you're (laughs) impressive. I don't know how you knew it that day. You were just like this way, no, 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 this way and I was like, I don't even know how I could have run it forty times and I still would be like, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, pretty good. I'm impressed. Yeah, because it takes me
0: one or two times just get, get used to knowing the trails. Um, I just I have this map in my head and I just kind of run around with that. But but I sense that. That course, I just sense it. So it's like, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I felt a couple of times that day and I, every time I go, you know, there's a couple of area there's I mean, and leaves are completely covered and uh, it's hard to navigate. That's good. That's how I do it, the trails, you know. You always need. That's what I usually tell people. If you don't know the trail, saying, you know, "Make sure that you know somebody knows they can go with you." I mean, I have I have gotten yes. lost in like Moss Rock. I don't know if you ever run that. I, I have, yeah. I've yeah. gotten lost there, but but then I go, I went back next week and I tried to <laughs> navigate. Said, well, yeah. So how, how did I get lost? And so that's what usually that's what I do. You know. I go a couple of times and then I say, okay, now I figured this out and I read the maps and so on. So let's uh, let's talk about a little bit um, and pre-interview kind of you send me this one thing about that that you quit uh, hundred mile or a couple of times and, um, you know, third attempt, um, you, you were able to finish. I think that's the one, that's the year um, you finished and I didn't so yeah. far, so far I have quit one hundred mile or, uh, um, you know, I know how how hard it is to quit. I still kind of think back and you know, I don't know if it was right, this isn't wrong, decision. a friend of mine says of uh, quitting 100 miles is always a right decision, but yeah, oh. I, don't, I don't know about that. But but tell us about uh, First to Attempt, where did you do it and, and your experience in finishing? Let's kind of get into that, that sounds an interesting yeah. topic.
1: Yes, I'm so glad to talk about this. I read a lot of books and I I read a lot of blogs and a lot of podcasts on running and people always say, you know, you just got to dig deep. Um, don't, don't quit, just dig deep. And, and I, um, like you mentioned, I had quit two attempts at a hundred miler and like just telling myself to dig deep wasn't working for me because, um, in those two races I got to a point Where mentally, I was just like, I don't care about this race. The only thing I want in the world right now is to quit and go home. And you could have said anything to me, and it wouldn't matter. You could not convince me or bribe me to keep going. And I did quit twice, and I went home, and I was fine with it. I was happy to be in my own bed and not out there running. So, yeah, that was um, the endless mile. So I tried it. Tried to get to 100, twice there. Both times I quit around 50 miles. Yeah, so, should I get into...
0: Yeah, let's talk about, uh, because, you know, this is a dig deep, get motivated. And people people talk about it, and I, I recently talked about this, you know, it's such a fast, you know, thing, people do it at, at the heat of the moment, you know, whenever, even if you say dig deep, start your soul, these things are... Or like a cliche, you know, it's just like, yeah, this is just a word, you know, I mean, it sounds so great when you are not at the moment, you know, when you're at the moment, you know, it's like, how, where, where do you find that, you know, where is the dig deep means, you know, I mean, I, I do talk about it a little bit too, but for me as I have gone through digging deep and kind of, you know, I, I can talk about my own experience, but, but tell us about what, you know, why, uh, why do you think the dig deep whole idea didn't work for you?
1: Um, well, I just needed more than that. I think some people just the way their, their brain works and their mindset, they're able to always keep going. They could never, um, even consider quitting or even imagine that they might do it. But, um, for, I I don't know, for someone like me with my mindset, I realized I need a lot of, um, external accountability. And so when I was looking into um, signing up for Lake Martin 100, I wanted to do every single thing I could that could help me, even if it was tiny. So Mm. I kind of, um, you know, researched a lot of things and thought back to um, the good practices I'd read in books and stuff that pertained to running and stuff that was just pertaining to meeting goals and life stuff. So I have a lot of things and I'll, um, tell you some of those so just interrupt me uh, when you want Um, the first thing that that I knew I needed was I knew I had to have a coach Um, I've had a coach a couple of times but I've also trained a ton on my own but I knew like just to have a coach to take the stress of planning my training because I would second guess it like am I training enough am I training too much so um I reached out to Alex from Resolute running, um, who is fantastic. I love Resolute. I love Alex. Um, and he had coached me for a marathon. And he said, You need the expert at Resolute on 100 milers, who is Lisa Boer. So um, he hooked me up with her. She's amazing. I love her, um, all the things she's done, and her peppy attitude but I needed the coach for, for training, but also I needed that encouragement and I knew that that would bring a lot of support to me. And that was something I definitely knew that I needed. So that was the first of things I, I did. Um, uh, one thing that I want to mention up front is my uh, faith. I'm a Christian and that has always played a big role in my running. There's a lot of praying. They say there's no atheist still on race day. (laughs) Um, So I do a lot of praying and um, I memorize some Bible verses that I will repeat to myself. And that's kind of important for me. That's always been there. I read several books and I'll mention them quickly, just in case anyone is interested. They're all very good. And from these books, I got some of the other techniques that I'll mention. So I read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Very good book. Life on Purpose by Victor J. Stretcher. Peak Performance by Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus. Run to Overcome by Meb Kofleski. He's one of my favorites. And Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor. So a lot of the other things that I put into practice that helped me are kind of stuff that helps your mindset and your mental state and your focus. So... Um, I did some meditating. That's pretty simple. Just focused breathing. Um, I'd read that meditating can help you get into what they call the flow state if you're familiar with that. Um, and so I did a lot of meditating, which would just for me be just sitting down in a quiet place and just listening to myself breathe for a few minutes and trying to just only think of that. One thing that was really important, I came up with a running, like a purpose statement for myself for running. Mm-hmm. And for For me, that was my purpose statement for running is through running and triathlon to encourage and inspire others to get outside of their comfort zone and go for challenging goals. So I like to remember that, you know, when I'm thinking of my why, why do I run? I also did a vision board where I put on there that I wanted to run a 100 miler and it sounds kind of silly and simple. And I put some other goals on there. But I really kept saying, I don't know if I wanna do 100 miler, like, I don't know if it's that big of a deal or important to me. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of stress. And I kept being like, but it's on my vision board. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird, but it, it can work. I also had to figure out my why for this race. Like, why do you wanna do 100 miler, Susie? And there was definitely a point in my training. Um, I think it was actually after the preview run And at the preview run, I was like, oh, my gosh, this course is hard. Hmm. Um, It's not the hardest in the world. It's not like climbing Mount Everest, but there's a lot of ups and downs with the hills. And I kind of got scared. And I went to Lisa and I said, hey, I just don't think I'm going to do the 100. I think I'll just do the 50. It just seems like too much for me. And she was like, I just want you to give it a try. Like you might as well. And I was like, Okay, Um, so she convinced me, but I had to figure out my why. And that was something that I would remember during the race. And for me, I decided that was that I wanted to show my children that we can do hard things and that um, I could finish what I started because I did have those two quits um, under my belt for attempting 100 milers. So it felt like I just did have that unfinished business. Just a couple more things that I did. Like I mentioned, when I told Lisa, I didn't think I wanted to do the 100. You know, we kind of discussed, you know, like what was my problem with it? And I really just was scared. I had a lot of fear about it. I, I was afraid I would quit. I was afraid it would hurt. And I didn't know what I would do about that. Um, and having quit twice, you know, was pretty heavy on me. Like I've quit twice, not just once, but mm. twice. Like, what if I do it again? That just is like terrible and seems humiliating. Um, But I think that anyone who's achieved any goals will say there's some failure in there in one way or another. So I decided to do some journaling about what was it I was afraid of. And it was just me writing down like, like, what is it really, Susie? What are you afraid will happen? Well, I'm afraid I'll quit. Well, so what? So what if you quit? Then what happens? Well, really not much happens because the people that love you – They don't love you because you're a runner. They love you for you. So nothing changes there. Um, So I just kind of dug deep into that. And then it just helped kind of take a little of that fear away. Yeah, I also called Alex Morrow from Resolute before the race and asked him if he, you know, had any. um, He has a lot of experience. And I thought he might have some good um, advice for me, maybe a little pep talk. And he was great with that. And he said, hey, why don't you get a little note card and write down a little contract, like I promise not to quit this race and give it to your pacers. And if you you know, start to try to quit on them, they're gonna pull that out and say, look, you said, and you signed this, that you're not quitting. And which brings me to, okay, I think this is about the last thing. There's two more things that were helpful to me. And one that was, these two kind of go hand in hand. Getting pacers was so, so huge for me. I just knew when I thought about being out there in the dark and running at night for hours and hours and hours, I was like, when it gets dark, I just lose all motivation. And I need someone with me to keep me company and to keep me going. I have a good friend, Becky, who is a running friend of mine. She graciously volunteered to pace me for a portion. I was able to enlist uh, my son, Rex who was a cross country and track runner at the time he was going to do the last leg with me. And then, um, I needed some more people. I had some holes. And so I told Lisa like, Hey, you know, thinking about just asking around, you know, asking some running groups if anybody wants to pace me. And she said, no, wait, I got some people for you. So, um, Scott and Francis, who are also runners with resolute volunteered. I didn't know them before this. I just, you know, met up with them. For coffee and was like hey thank you for volunteering to be my pacer and kind of gave them a rundown of what I needed them to do and I told all my pacers like this is what I will do this is when I might quit I will try to say something hurts worse than it does and act like I need to quit and I'm telling you now that's what I'll do that's what I've done before I kind of get to a low point and I'm like well how can I quit oh well these people are that I've brought here won't let me quit well what can I tell them to get them to let me quit and so I told them I might do that so I kind of just laid all my cards on the table and um they were amazing I did try to quit actually (laughs) with my first pacer so on that first um first leg once you hit 50 miles in Lake Martin there's like the is it like 18 mile loop Uh uh-huh
0: 18 first eight and then yeah
1: yes five and
0: another five so yeah
1: I did try to quit. I was like, Hey, Hmm. I think I'm going to quit at this next aid station, which was heaven Hill. And he was just like, okay, but I don't know how you get out of here. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know either. I guess I have to keep going. (laughs) So, um, that brings me to my, and all my paces were fantastic. They were entertaining and amazing. And it was kind of great that I didn't really know Scott and Francis well, because I did really want to quit, but I was like, these new acquaintances to me came out here just for me like I have to at least run with them they were great and so entertaining I love to talk and that other people give me energy so they all of my pacers were amazing we just chatted and had fun and then my friend Becky was great we we just laughed and had so much fun and of course my son Rex that really meant so much to me to have him run me into the finish line but that brings me to my last tip which is actually the number one thing that helped me to not quit and that was having other people involved for support, for pacing, for encouragement, for accountability. For me, that was so, so huge. And I, when I finished the race, I was like, the one thing I realized was this race was not really about me. It was about having people in your life and connections and relationships are so important and so huge in life. And I 100% would not have made it if it wasn't for all the people that supported me and helped me get there. Like I definitely would have quit. I would have quit at mile like 40, 44. I would have gotten my car, I would have driven home. Mm. But I had brought, uh, my mom was so gracious. She came and was out there and at a really low point, um, I came into the aid station around 44 miles when I wanted to quit. and. My mom was there, and my son Rex was there, and Alex Smoro happened to be there, and my pacer Scott and Francis were there, and it, just having them, I was like, "Well, I guess I have to keep going. Mm. They're here." And also, I have to mention um my husband Mark, he wasn't able to be there. he was at home with my younger son, but he when I was trying to quit with my pacer Scott. He got Scott's number and called and called until we saw that um, we had had some. He had had some missed calls and he just got on the phone with me and he was like, just like a tough love pep talk. You cannot quit. You know, Rex is waiting for you for the last six miles. You can't let him down. Uh, my youngest son. He told me that my youngest son Keller had told all his friends I was running a hundred miler and that I couldn't let him down. And I thought to myself, did he really tell his friends? And my thought process was, I mean, I can let my own family down because they love me, but I can't let Keller's friends down. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was just horrifying to me. So I said, and that was really what snapped me out of it was Mark calling me and the pep talk and just all the people. And at that moment I said, okay, darn it. I'm going to finish this thing. Um, So for me, that was huge. It was just involving as many people as I can and the love and support that they gave me is huge and for me as a runner, I couldn't be a runner and I wouldn't be a runner if it wasn't for my family and my running friends and coaches and all the people who have supported and encouraged me. So yeah, that was all I think.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. I'm not going to repeat everything you said. Um, That's a great, great point. uh, one of the things that I talk about, you know, a lot is the, especially for a first time hundred mile or, you know, even probably probably for a marathon, um, especially for a hundred mile or it takes a village uh, to get you pushed mm-hmm. through the finish line and and people and don't understand that fact how involved and how involved you have to be and how involved others have to be. Or, you know, sometimes you, you may see me just running by myself, you know, but there are a lot of people supporting me. I know that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, these, you know. lately I just go by myself, you know, then I'm, I know that whole world, you know, I, I know that people watching, you know, what I do for me, it's a lot of time is not for me, you know, for others, yeah. like what you're talking about, you know. I knew that this year when I ran or last year when I ran, Lake martin because a year before i quit uh for for own reason this year like whenever i re ran, i said i cannot quit again but it really gave me like what happened to you gave me this new perspective on running 100 because for me it's just you know uh run and i ran whenever i could i took a nap whenever i had to you know it <laughs> just kept going Thirty-six hours and seventeen minutes. Uh, don't forget that seventeen minutes. I tell people it, it was a long, long time. But um, you know, I've run twenty-five hours in that course at one point. But but running third, being in that there for thirty-six hours is long. But but like what you're talking about, you know, just kind of staying on it, digging deep, you know, or or just stay, you know, you know, kind of motivate yourself or push yourself, you know. All those things we talk about—it was all impact, packed um, pack on that. But the same for you, is you know, it looks like there's there's so much involvement, so many people kind of help you to push you through, push you through that um, that hundred mile, and that's really really great story. Um, one thing I was gonna ask you is, will you go back to uh, endless mile and see uh, you can do it there or Lake Martin again? Um, would you like to go back? I, I don't know. have you done any hundred since then.
1: I haven't I do think I'm eventually gonna be back at the hundred. I mean the endless mile, yeah, it's kind of like unfinished business. like mm-hmm. I can't say when I'll do it, but it's definitely kind of on my little mental list of runs and I did love Lake Martin so much. I mean, looking back, I loved everything. I loved the highs and the lows, and David Tosh is fantastic and Mary Joe. I love the races they put on and just having them there. The aid stations were so amazing. Everyone was just incredible. I would love to go back and do that given the chance. I like to give myself plenty of time (sighs) in between. When it's time, it'll all work out for me to, um, yeah, I'd love to go back. Um, And I will say this, you really inspire me too. You were part of that journey because you were very encouraging at the, preview run. And I remember that you said to me, just take as much time as you need. You need the whole 36 hours or 32. I don't even know if they have a limit. You were like, just take all you need. You just got to get there whichever way. And you put out a podcast, um, a couple weeks before I had done Lake Martin and it was about, uh, finishing a hundred miler and it was just perfect timing for me. And Mm. it was such an encouragement, um, that you put that out at that time. So yeah, that's
0: great. That's great. I'm glad to be part of that journey, you know. Lake Martin it's kinda of, kinda of part of me now.
1: You yeah. know. I
0: usually say, oh, So how far are you run? Like, Do I have a choice? And like, you know <laughs> 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 You know, because I I, I just started to be there around a hundred, you know. I, uh, so I usually call it ghost of Lake Martin because I die and then come alive and yes. die die again and come alive again. You, you, did.
1: you <laughs> said that the day at the preview run that you're the ghost of Lake Martin, which I think is awesome and yeah. fun and makes me laugh. Uh,
0: I think we talked about the whole story. You know, one day our children will come run the Lake Martin and the ghost of Lake Martin will be always there. So,
1: that,
0: <laughs> so definitely um, a lot of us, you know, running 100 miles. When we get that uh, buckle, we forget, you know, the pains and suffering. But mm-hmm. look, looking <laughs> <laughs> looking back, it's a, quite a journey that that you have described earlier. And this it is just, you know, reflect back to how I end up in a hundred miler. You know, a lot more different than how you end up. But but definitely, it's it takes a lot of courage just to sign up and line up and yeah. just continue. You know. We still a human. We still, you know, have to cover that distance, go through the pain, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So definitely. So when you do this kind of training, uh, you know, you road and trail, when you flip back and forth, do you prefer anything? I mean, I know you say you you mostly run roads, but that's where we have access. Talk about your preference uh, when you have to train for any of this: road, trail, anything in between. That's how I go. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, I do, um, I do a lot of my shorter runs on roads, um, and typically I kind of only run trail if I'm training for a trail run. However, I recently have discovered that I definitely prefer a long run on the trail than on the road. Um, it's just more like keeps your mind engaged more, and it kind of feels better on the body. To me, um, I don't know. I just love them both. I can't decide. Mm. I'm very thankful that I tried trail because I don't know that I could just exclusively do roads and have the longevity, just mentally, that I would want to keep keep on doing it. And the trails have kind of given me, you know, a different option. So, yeah. So I, I can't do I love it all.
0: <laughs> definitely. Tell us about uh, what's in your calendar uh, for coming up this 2023.
1: Right now, the only thing I have on deck is Lake Martin 50 miler with my friend Becky, who had so much fun with me, pacing me at Lake Martin 100, that she said, I want to do a 50 miler, and <laughs> I want to do it at Lake Martin. And it's her first 50 miler, and I'm so excited to do it with her, we're going to have so much fun, we're just like two girls out on the trails having the most fun, that's our goal so I'm so excited for that, I probably will do um, at least some shorter triathlons this summer, and other than that I'm just kind of open to see what what falls into place for me so, definitely we'll see,
0: you don't have a busy calendar like I do no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to I would love to do your schedule for a year or two, but yeah. I'm impressed that you just keep on going as much as you do. It's great. I love
0: it. February is a slow month for me because I have only one race. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> March is going to be so busy. Oh, my God. I'll be, <laughs> next March and April, I'll be crisscrossing the world. So,
1: Oh, I love it. That's fantastic.
0: I have not announced all my calendar because you know I'm, I'm just doing month by month now just to other things that runners uh, may want to listen, your Sue's choice for you, hydration pack, a couple of those things. Yeah, let's talk about just a little bit on that.
1: Yeah. Um, for Rhodes, I'm in the A6 Kayano. Phil Moore is a great PT who treated me a while back, and he was like, for you, Susie, you need Asics 6 Kayano. That's the best one if you want to go top of the line so i've been wearing that it's served me well uh, i've worn a lot of different shoes over the years and for trail right now i have some new balance new balance more trail and i like those a lot they're they're doing well for me um hydration pack what is the brand i have it's really old mm. the one i have <laughs> i'm trying to make it last till it dies yeah i didn't
0: realize um a new balance uh had a Trail line as well, so I guess everybody I got a trail line. That's interesting. Okay, Susie, uh, we talked so much about so different type of running—your your trail, road, uh, triathlon, so on. Uh, we talked so many different aspects of running. Before we close this interview, I kind of like you to give a uh, words of advice to those of us, uh, those of us listening uh, to this podcast. Kind of give us words of advice to those, uh, just kind of never to quit, or if you quit. Try to find others to help you, to get you through next time uh, because it's, it's, you know, you, you may quit once, you make it twice, but there's always next and uh, try to do better next time. Try to figure out because if you do the same thing over and over, you're, you're definitely, you know, set, set yourself for failure again. But the way you, you did it, you stopped twice, uh, you know, running 100 mile, miler and then came back. Third time, changed a lot. You know so many things you talked about. That's really interesting. I need to just give us a words of advice and how to dig deep, motivate yourself, find the villas to cross you to the finish line and everything that we kind of talked about. Give us a words of advice.
1: Yeah, I would just say, you know, be really positive, really work on your mental game and your positivity and your purpose and to involve um, as many people as you can, your friends, your family, your running buddies. Let them help you in ways that they can.
0: Thanks for your great advice and uh, thanks for your time. And I hope to see you somewhere in triathlon, uh, maybe, or on the trail yeah. or a road somewhere. Definitely, I'm gonna look at all the triathlon calendar and see if I can squeeze in at least one this summer.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Sumon. This was really like a dream. I love your podcast and I'm just so grateful to um, be on it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.